0: We want to move mountains. We've got to move people. One of the best ways to do it is to ask for their help. Would you be opposed to helping me here? Uh, I don't right. know, I'm not sure if you're the person to ask for this. I'm not sure if this is something you'd be interested in. You know these types of questions. You know I'm not sure if isn't strong language. It isn't super confident language but it draws them in so that they can figure out, maybe I am the person who can help them with this. And they're telling themselves that they are versus you telling them.
1: Welcome to the Manage Self Lead Others Leadership Podcast with Nina Sunday for experienced and aspiring people managers. This show will help you explore ways to become a more intentional leader. Each episode, host Nina Sunday speaks with some of the brightest business minds on the planet who share a passion to elevate and transform team culture. Workplace culture hides in plain sight. Is yours flourishing? Join the movement to make your workplace a better place to work. Are you ready? Because it's time to manage self, lead others.
2: My guest today is Tim David, who started his career as a mentalist and magician until he started focusing less on the technical side and more on the connection he makes with his audiences. Tim David's mission now is to help leaders move from the technical skills of their roles to creating a connected and invested work culture. With decades of stage time, Tim is a world-renowned and wildly engaging speaker, author, and magician. I'm a big fan of his books about how to influence, especially magic words, which I came across in a US airport bookstore and recently reread prior to this conversation. I'm honored to welcome my favorite author on the power of influence. Welcome, Tim David. So excited to meet with you because I came across your book as I was getting on a plane, you know, at the, the airport uh, bookstore, and I went, that jumped off the table at me. And I recently reread it because, you see, to me, the language of influence is everything. And I'm thinking from the point of view as I was a bit. You wouldn't know it now, but I, I was a bit lacking in assertiveness if I didn't know exactly the right words to say. I wouldn't say anything because in disc I'm a high eye, so I don't want people to disapprove of me or not <laughs> like me. So it's like, oh, if I so if I say anything, they'll hate me. But now, through words, books like yours, and yours is probably the most pivotal, I have found the way to express what I think in a way that also satisfies my need to connect and maintain the relationship. So it's all about relationship, isn't it, Tim?
0: It is indeed. And I got to say, thank you so much uh, for those kind words. And
2: it was your early career as a magician that led you to becoming an expert in the language of influence. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, it was an interesting laboratory that I had, you know, I was able to uh, script my performances and night after night cycle in new audiences. And it was like a testing ground, right? I'd be able to go to different places and perform for different people. And sometimes I would change just one word or one uh, uh, pause between words and it would get a much bigger reaction or a much bigger laugh. And it really fascinated me that tiny hinges like that could really swing big doors. And that was where the idea of magic words came from because sometimes the words that I changed were what most people consider the in-between words, just the average everyday uh, words. So some of the magic words in the book, you won't find please, you know, as what maybe mom or dad taught you was a magic word, you won't find those, you know, stereotypical traditional magic words. Uh, but there are some more, you know, hidden uh, magic words that I discovered as a magician.
2: That's right. That's right. And of course, the whole goal of uh, connecting better is so that the words that you use can result in people saying yes more often. Isn't that right?
0: Yes, it is in In a way. I mean, I really believe at at, at the heart of it, it's you know about human connection. It's about connecting with, uh, with people. And that is what makes us better at our jobs, at work. Uh, it, what, it's what makes us better in our relationships at home. It's what makes us happier in life.
2: One of the uh, comments at the start of your book where someone said that business is no longer knowledge, it's words, language, questions, stories. Mm. Uh, so tell, can you speak to that, please, Tim?
0: Yeah, I think one of the quotes uh, that I that I speak on often is the idea that if you want to move mountains, you've got to be able to move people. And we can't do great things alone. We can't even do good things or minor things alone. Really, life is a team effort. And to be able to connect with one another better and to be able to move people to action certainly is uh, the Uh, valuable skill of today, right? Not just in our own lives, but again, to our employers or to our clients. Uh, You know, again, I've had lots of people in lots of different walks of life, not just magicians, come to me and say, hey, Tim, how do you get, how do you move people to action? I tell them what to do. They tell me that they're going to do what I told them to do. And then a week later, You know, heck, an hour later, (laughs) our lives look exactly the same as it did before our little heart-to-heart conversation. Where am I going wrong? How do I move people to action? And I've had doctors say, how do I move my patients to, you know adopt the treatment plans that we play out for them. Um, But I've also had, you know, salespeople say, how do I sell more stuff? Um, You know, which again, if you believe in your product, that's also a noble goal as well. I've had parents say, how do I get my kids uh, to eat their vegetables? All kinds (laughs) of stories. In fact, that's where the second book came from, which is uh, the four levels of influencing people. It's just taking those magic words, influence strategies, and hearing about all the ways that they've been applied. Uh, is is really uh, really fascinating. So I had, you know, a, a guy uh, use one of our magic words to talk somebody down out of a, a hostage situation. It was an armed uh, guy who had some hostages, and he was able to talk him down with literally one magic word. And what um, was and that? I had uh, stories of a of a guy who was able to. You know, use magic words to get a school built in a in, in a city that was resistant to the idea of schooling uh, building a school for over fifty years, and they had a lot of reasons why they didn't want to do it. And it, uh, he was able to get ninety eight million dollars uh, for for a school to be built. So yeah, lots of cool stories like that in and and the breakdown of how. Uh, they were actually able to make that happen with with simple words.
2: Well, I'm intrigued. We've got seven words. We may not cover all of them uh, in today's conversation, but I'm interested in the one word that uh, got the hostage situation uh, defused.
0: That is my favorite magic word for sure. And the way that he described it was he looked at this man and the first step was he saw a human being behind this mm this criminal right and he, he he had asked some questions prior to that so he didn't just literally walk on, it was a a bus that he had taken hostage he didn't just walk the, the police officer didn't just walk on the bus say this word and then the the, the situation was, was resolved once again it came from that place of genuine human connection and genuine desire to uh, to reach a resolution but he looked at the man and he asked some questions found out he was a veteran and he, and, and, he, and the whole problem was he was having trouble getting services that he needed and he was homeless and he was just acting out in really the only desperation way that, to that get he get noticed. Out. Yeah, so the magic word was he said, thanks. Like a genuine thank you. Like, thank you for your service to this country. And oh, that gives me chills. Yeah, and the way the guy described it was like, you know he didn't expect him to be to be seen as a human he he expected a confrontation so uh, a subtle change in our behavior like i said tiny hinges can swing big doors and uh, i've just been fortunate to travel this country travel this world and and hear all kinds of stories of people using these magic words uh, as you described to me earlier to just be able to communicate your thoughts better and more intentionally versus accidentally because sometimes we say things and they come out the way we think They're coming out and people hear them differently. And neurologically, the part of the brain that does the listening is a different part of the brain that does the speaking, which is a wonder how any communication ever happens (laughs) at all. Interesting. uh, Because it's encoded and decoded and and translated and retranslated. So when we communicate intentionally, like on purpose versus willy-nilly and just hoping that our message is getting across then again, amazing, amazing things can happen, uh, maybe and, even magical things.
2: And this is this is the, the lesson I've learned in my life over, over the last few decades is to be more intentional with your choice of language. Look, it started from when I did my first uh, course in NLP, neurolinguistic programming. And that's where I've got the idea that if your choice of words can make all the difference, so of course then I gravitate towards books like yours because it's like ah, oh, I'm going to learn some more about how your choice of language influences the outcome. And the one that I particularly like and use is because because you you um, you talk about Professor Ellen Langer's uh, research at the uh, at uh, at the line at the uh, photocopy machine. Is that right? Indeed. When I'm working, because I, I one of the workshops that I deliver is not only business writing, but also the art of persuasive uh, written and spoken communication. And one of the things I discover is that when people, look, if they're swamped by everybody asking for urgent action, the uh, request that often gets actioned is the one that has the reason. I need this because. Not can you do this by three o'clock, please? It's like, and maybe even not even having the please. And when we drill down, we discover that if you give a reason, people are more likely to take action. So, but I thought uh, Ellen Langer's um uh, research sort of pointed out that maybe it doesn't matter on the quality of the reason, it's just the word because, hearing it.
0: <laughs> Isn't that interesting, right? So I find this idea that Uh, the words that we use, again, particularly these seven magic words, they're almost like shortcuts. They're almost like, um, you know, ways that we uh, process language and being able to uh, interact intelligently with the way that the brains uh, interact with language. So because as a perfect example, we hear the word because a lot in our lives and our brains have learned that whenever we hear the word because pretty often there's a pretty good reason that comes after it, right? right? So if there is a because a reason is coming. And sometimes the brain skips even listening for the reason and then just hears the word because and says, okay. So, and there's a bunch of reasons why your brain is always looking for shortcuts. Uh, basically it's three pounds of matter inside your skull, uh, a small percentage of your body weight. And we you do it a consumes lot with this brain. Brian. <laughs> right? <laughs> most of the average right uh, but it consumes about 20% of our body's uh, energy right yeah. so it's it's very expensive to think right? right so our brain is always looking for shortcuts and yes. and finding ways to to uh, make thinking uh, easier which is why we put a coffee on the roof of our car get in our car and then drive. It. <laughs> yeah you know, five miles uh, before we realize, oh no, that's not my car, <laughs> which is a true story. Happened to me one time. <laughs> Shortcuts are one of the brain's secret hacks, right? The secret ways that we can navigate and survive this world with precision, with speed, and also with efficiency. Uh, so, so yeah, that that that's where because comes from.
2: Yeah. And Ellen Lanker was
0: able to uh, in in the 70s was able to show that and incidentally became the word of the year. You know, the American uh, Dialect Society named because the word of the year, I think it was 2013. It was the the word of the year. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. All kinds of great ways in the book of using because intentionally and positioning it in sentences. And again, not in any way to manipulate, just to say this is what I mean. And I want to be clear about what I mean. And I want what I say. To land, I want what I say to be heard. That's really all it's all about. And uh, you know, once again, once you know those shortcuts, it's a much easier. It's like having a GPS for for language. And, and you I know find what, that
2: if you is, if you often start with with the word because, if you start the sentence with it, in procedures it's excellent because <laughs> because you can say if you don't do this, this is what's going to happen because. The system will uh, boot re, uh, boot da- boot itself down, please, and then the action. So if you just give the action, people go, "Oh, I don't need to do that. I can skip that." But give them the reason; they understand the import of that uh, of that phrase. Um, and I also yeah. find yeah. that sometimes it's a great,
0: skip it. Great tip too. Because it isn't just the reason, it is definitely the power of the word itself. So, you know, one of the examples on my website, there's a dozen reasons to hire Tim David, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Also, give five reasons not to hire Tim David. And that is uh, an advanced uh, magic word technique. But again, it's also authenticity, uh, you know, being authentic in your marketing and vulnerable and all that other stuff. Anyway, long story short, when you are ever giving someone a list of reasons to do something. And sometimes you'll do this in email form. You'll say, hey, uh, we got to do this uh, because, and then bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. point. At the beginning of each bullet point, repeat the word because we have to do this because dot, dot, (laughs) dot, because dot, dot, because dot, dot, dot. That's really good. A simple hack and a simple tic, uh, tip to get your emails uh, read, responded to, opened, and uh, implemented. You know, having actually people do what you what you're hoping yeah. them do. And you That's said true. something earlier that I really want to touch on, Nina, yeah. and that was the fact that sometimes, you know, we're we're limited, right? We don't have we don't have the ability sometimes to have face to face or Zoom screen to screen interaction. Sometimes it is just an email. Right, we only have maybe text on a phone, and to understand again the the language of words uh, and and the 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 science behind how these words are affecting the brain, then you can use them more intelligently and more effectively. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, I think that is a great little little tip to to uh, to get the the juices flowing for your audience in terms of yeah. an example.
2: Oh, that's fantastic, Tim. I appreciate that and. Now I'm sure there's just about anybody in business uh, has has to uh, do a uh, send an email that maybe uh, or even pick up the phone that uh, to to introduce their service to someone and you talk about the best cold call opening question not being can I please speak to the person in charge of <laughs> and I, I, I'm just reading here. Uh, you tell us to say hi my name is tim i have kind of a weird question i wonder i was wondering if you could help me out and what's interesting about that tim is that's asking a question without asking a question because it's a statement not not can you help me out i was wondering if you could help me out that's just a statement and that's mm. i've discovered that asking a question without asking a question is very soft doesn't come across as pushy and is more likely to get people to uh to uh, c- uh go along with you
0: yeah and i'll i'll tell you this the other reason that's so effective and and i just again discovered this by trial and error uh the reason it's so effective is because i plant a little bit of curiosity and mm-hmm. i genuinely truly want their help and need their help. And I'm becoming vulnerable in a position where I'm saying, Hey, I need your help with with something. I'm not even sure if you're the right person to talk to. In fact, I think it's kind of, might even be a weird question, right? Yeah, so I'm making myself vulnerable. and then deliberately and intentionally using our magic word here, which in this case is help, Uh, to tap into people's natural desire to help one another. And you and I know we love helping people, right? And we love helping people so much. In many ways, we dedicate our lives to helping others with our work, to helping our families, and, and, you know, helping other people is such a core drive, a, a core motivator for us. And yet, one of the three, like, most difficult words to say is... Help? Will you help? Me? Will you help me? So we want to help other people, but we rob them of the opportunity to help us. Yeah, so. uh,
2: yeah. It's interesting because I I don't know whether I picked it up through your book and uh, maybe through some other sales training, but I do know that uh, when we do do opening uh, calls, which we don't do often, mostly it's re- responding to inbound inquiries. But every now and again, you have to contact maybe the new person who you know your normal contact is left, and you've that's a cold call. And I often say, I'm wondering if you can help me out, please. And uh, I find that that just asking for that is a good start, especially if they've got a gatekeeper, <laughs> as they say. Can I outside.
0: give you an advanced tip? Is that all right? If I give you, you have time for like please, one quick We've got time for
2: an advanced tip. tip.
0: All right. So I would say, you know, one of the magic words is yes, right? And and saying yes to people is uh, is powerful. Having people say yes to us in you know for smaller reasons is powerful to build up to that big yes that we want but we all know that we all know something nina we all know that it's easier for people to say no to us than it is for them to say yes to us in many ways for many yes, um very often too our first especially any parents out there your first instinct is to say no when anybody asks you anything (laughs) any one of your kids come up you know it's it's an automatic no until proven otherwise so what we can what we can do is instead of saying, um, would you help me out, we could tweak this a little bit and say I was wondering if you'd be opposed to helping me out. Would you be opposed to helping me out? And now they can say no to that question. Easy to say no but it's really saying yes to what you're asking them to do would you be opposed to helping me no not opposed yes i will help you right well, so that's a little little tweak a little change that anybody can make when 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 phrasing questions
2: that's really interesting tim because I use would you be willing to, and that's a towards motivation, and would you be opposed to is an away from motivation, and most people, more people, are motivated away from than towards. And the, th- the thing I have to understand is that I'm a towards motivated person. I always go for the positive for the goal, but some people are avoiding pain, which is away from. So would you be opposed to? That almost creates mental paralysis, a pattern interruption.
0: Yeah. And again, it has to be, you know, really delivered from this place of, you know, uh, I got this thing. I know I I need your help. And that's where this we're talking about the word help here uh, primarily. And we in order for it to work, we we almost have to be in a position where we're a little vulnerable. And so many people, when they're asking for something, when they're trying to sell something or when they're put in, especially new leaders, when they're put in like a new leadership position, they feel like they have to be perfect. They have to be super competent, super strong, super assertive, the strong leadership type. And if we want to get people to move, and again, if we want to move mountains, we've got to move people. One of the best ways to do it is to ask for their help. Would you be opposed to helping me here? Uh, i do right. not even sure if you're the person to ask for this. I'm not sure if this is something you'd be interested in. You know, these types of questions, you know, I'm not sure if isn't That's strong right. language. It isn't super confident language. But it draws them in so that they can figure out maybe I am the person who can help them with this. And they're telling themselves that they are versus you telling them that they are. And that's much easier to convince someone when it's their voice inside their head instead of yours.
2: Absolutely. And a couple of episodes ago with uh, conflict intelligence and mediator Scott Dutton, he talked about when you're giving uh, feedback as a leader, giving, uh, you know, uh, performance feedback to someone to just re- use really soft language i'm not sure you're aware that when you were late for the meeting we had to repeat everything and da, da, da. And i'm not sure if you were aware of that and you're not even asking them to change you're just asking were they aware and it's so soft it's so subtle and it's so gentle but you're still giving the feedback you need to give yeah yeah absolutely now, you you talk about there being psychologically charged words that people should avoid using. Uh, can you tell us some of those, please, Tim?
0: Interesting. You know, I I, um, I I think that there are always a there are always time and place, right? So there is a magic word, uh, but that is a very uh, f- sort of one of the more famous among my readers and and one of the more words that I'm more often asked about. And people often say, this is a word to be avoided. Don't say, but Um, when in reality, once you know how, but works, then you can use it once again in intentionally versus accidentally. That's right. So for example, if if you were to come to someone and said, Hey, uh, you know, one of your, one of your direct reports and you said, Hey, great job on the project last week, but. There's one thing I want to point out. That's why people say you shouldn't say the word, but, but in reality, you just have to have the word, but in the right place. So there is one thing I want to talk to you about last week's project, dot, 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 but overall you did a great job. Now, once uh, you know that so you can
2: use that in a positive way,
0: yeah, the human brain will basically, I call it the butt eraser, <laughs> the, right? Yeah. The human brain erases everything that came before the word, but. Honey, I love you, but those genes, oh. you know, like that's going to erase the I love you part. And they're going to focus on the what do you mean those genes? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, I, I think just knowing that everything before the word is uh, the word, but is erased. Everything that comes after the word, but is enhanced. So yeah. somebody comes to you right. uh, you ask someone for a donation, for example, sometimes you're in charge of fundraising. Let's say you're asking for a donation um and they come back to you and they say oh gosh i'd love to but i just don't have uh, the resources or i don't have the time to fill this out. and then you can say what I, what kent never calls the but reversal you can feedback the exact thing that they said to you just reverse the order you say oh so um you you don't have the resources right now but you'd love to help and you'd love to contribute now that may or may uh, not change right. the action or the behavior what it does change is how the person feels about that interaction, yeah. or, uh, or or how they feel about their decision, and you know how someone remembers something. One thing I learned as a magician is this: perception is reality. What people think and feel happened is more important than what actually really did happen in much of our interpersonal interactions. So that emotion that's associated with that interaction is huge. So I'd love to donate to your your little bake off uh but you know uh, but I don't want to <laughs> or whatever <laughs> but I'm but I'm busy. You're busy but you'd love to. What if I could make it a way, you know easier for you uh, and, and take less time. So again that's a simple way that you can use the word but which many people would say it's got to be avoided and that's not necessarily true. I think the advanced communicator will say this is a word uh, that has a very specific use, and 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 I know exactly how to use it, and I can use it in the right way now.
2: I love what when you talk about the word "if" because I think it's something similar that I learned in, in neurolinguistic programming is the word "if, where uh, and the best answer to "I don't know. So tell us about that and how to use if <laughs> so people can think hypothetically.
0: <laughs> Isn't that funny? So I can't tell you how many times it's worked uh, on my kids. Uh, and I can't tell you how many times it's worked on adults. <laughs> they very often will say something. Uh, it, it happens all the time. I don't know. Or I can't, right? Can you, uh, you know, uh, we, we talked about getting this um, uh, report to me. You oh, know, I can't get this or that. Well, what would happen if you did? Or what would happen if you could? Or, you know, what if, what if, uh, what if I had a magic wand? And the result could happen, like, what would that look like? And what this magic word does, the magic word if does, is it removes all of their own internal barriers and objections and hurdles. And they are able to now think a little more clearly. They're able to think a little more laterally. They're able to think, um, you know, in, 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 in some ways, they're able to think period. This is really
2: important for anybody, any manager who's dealing with direct reports where the manager's role is to build capability. And so it's up to the manager to speak more intentionally and understand how language works and not just shoot from the hip when they're speaking. It's right. Really consider your words and get good at using words that influence. Would you agree with that concept, Tim?
0: I would (laughs) absolutely over and over and over. It is something that we can do that doesn't cost money. It doesn't take us extra time. In fact, many times it takes us less time. And yet, just by changing the words that we say, I mean we're saying words anyway, just by changing the words that we say in these interactions, these little micro interactions, the results can absolutely transform. and I'll leave your listeners with one you know sentence that they can use if. A report does come up and say, I can't do this. You can before you use the magic word if you can say this sentence. I know it feels like you can't right now. So instead of saying, Yes, you can, or yes, you can, I believe in you, yes, you can. That's you can do it. (laughs) They say no, I can't. You say yes, you can. Now you're fighting. And that's not gonna get us anywhere. When you push, they push back twice as hard. So you say, I know, you agree with them. You feel like you can. It's not a fact, it's a feeling. Yes. Right now, implying that it'll change in the future, but erasing everything that came before it, enhancing what comes next, oh. what would happen if you could?
2: That is so elegant, Tim. A round of applause on that one. <laughs> now, of course, Look, this is a snapshot in time. You've written another book since then, and I'm sorry I didn't haven't purchased that one, which I will now. But you speak on stages. What what is it that you speak about now?
0: You know, everything really does fall under that umbrella of helping human beings to connect better with one another. So Mm -hmm. I certainly do help people, uh, salespeople, to connect better with their prospects. I certainly do help primarily managers and leaders to connect better with their teams. And and now I'm working really intensely with helping them to create human connected work cultures so that everybody on the team is not only connected with their boss, but also with each other. So it's not just about who's on the bus and the talent that's on the team, uh, but it's also how they are connected with one another. And it does start at the top. So that is a big portion of my work now is helping uh, teams to uh, to create that culture of connection. throughout. So it's not
2: just speaking uh, on stages in the 45-minute uh, keynote, but you actually go in and consult with companies and maybe lead workshops uh, and facilitate. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Days? You know, there's, there's ongoing uh, courses and materials. Yeah, that's great. And so you you you're you're
2: based in Boston, but you can work vi- uh, virtually anywhere, it would appear. Yep,
0: yeah, virtually. I am uh, speaking virtually in just a few uh, few days here, yeah. and there's going to be a thousand people in this virtual room, and <laughs> I'm not even sure where it's like headquartered. They're going to be all over the place. So it's not just a hybrid event. There are people wow. piping in from all over Excellent. the world.
2: Oh, thanks, Tim. It's so wonderful speaking with you. Uh, it's a, been an honour and a privilege. Thank you very much. I've just totally enjoyed our conversation. I'm sure the listeners uh, will be taking away quite a few notes they can apply. So, and go get his book. And the 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 most recent book, there's magic words, and then the other one is.
0: Show yeah, us. I got a couple here. I got Magic Words, I got Flip yeah. and up in the corner there, you'll see the 7-day uh, digital diet. Uh, but yeah, they're all on my amazon page timdavidspeaks.com will get you there, I'm sure in the show links too. Nina, you can yeah. pop some links over, but uh, they're everywhere books are sold. Uh, you'll find those
2: books. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Tim. My guest today was Tim David, who's uh, the author of Magic Words and is an expert in the nature of language of influence and works with organisations on creating a human-centred connection.
1: Nina Sunday is on a mission to help leaders transform culture. To book Nina Sunday CSP to speak at your conference, visit ninasunday.com to request a proposal. Nina travels from Brisbane, Australia for in-person presentations Australia-wide. Twice certified virtual presenter, Nina Sunday presents virtually, globally, for any time zone.
0: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top
2: business
1: podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.